Principle Matters Podcast, Episode 102. Hi, Principle Matters listeners. This is Will Parker, host of Principle Matters, the school leaders podcast, where each week I bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, I want to talk about four essentials for advancing in your leadership. If you'd like other free resources like this one, you can check out my post at williamdparker.com. You know, last week I was speaking to a group of assistant principals in Montgomery, Alabama, when I noticed a familiar face near the back of the room. It was a man whom I had met the day before on my ride from the airport to the conference center. The man was Pastor Willie Lewis, a retired gentleman who told me that his wife had asked him to find something to keep him busy, so he had begun driving for Uber. And now he had arrived early to drive me back to the airport, uh, a meeting that we had arranged the day before. And as we made our way through the streets of Montgomery back to the airport, driving along, we passed an exit sign for Selma, Alabama. And I asked Pastor Lewis if he had seen the movie Selma about the life of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And he said, no, I haven't seen the movie, but I've been to Selma many times. I've been on that bridge when there were thousands of people there. And I looked at him for a moment and said, would you mind if I ask you how old you are, Pastor Lewis? He said, I am 78 years old. I graduated high school when I was 15, and after going to seminary in Michigan, I came back to the South to pastor. One time, he continued, I attended a church service where Dr. King was preaching. A friend of mine led me to the office where he was waiting for the service to begin. And when I was introduced to Dr. King, he said, There's an extra ministerial robe in a closet there. I'd like you to wear it and open tonight's service with prayer. And as Pastor Lewis told me that story as we were driving along, I began to realize that he did not need a movie like Selma to understand or appreciate the significance of the civil rights movement or Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. He was driving me to the airport, but here was a man who I wished I could sit with and learn from for the next three hours. You know, as I look back at history, and this month is Black History Month in America, it is so interesting to me how individuals, certain individuals, can rise above the crowd in moments that are bigger than they may realize at the time. And Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is certainly one of those people. I think of a couple of other people that I've seen rise in history, and I didn't watch the 2004 Democratic National Convention, but I can still remember a teacher talking to me the morning after he had watched that convention on TV. And he said, I'm not sure how I feel about John Kerry, but I'd vote for that Illinois Senator Barack Obama if he ever ran for president. And I wondered at the time, who was this Senator Barack Obama? And did he know that this man and many other Americans were thinking the same thing? I can remember hearing similar comments like that as a boy back in 1976 when Governor Ronald Reagan was at the Republican National Convention there, and it was endorsing the Ford Dole presidential ticket. And his charisma and command made all the other candidates look weak in comparison to him. I'm sure that men like these probably, at the time, didn't realize the potential significance 
that they were having on a national platform. Maybe they did. And at the same time, I know that there are many other men and women like the Reverend Lewis, who I met last week, whose names may not be in the history books, yet they've had significant influence in the communities where they've served. And so this week, I want to talk to you about these thoughts that have been going through my head as I've thought about how people advance in leadership, because sometimes people advance in leadership in moments that are unexpected, but sometimes people advance in leadership because they've prepared themselves to make every moment a moment of opportunity. Specifically, I've been thinking about educators because last week I heard a great conversation or sat in on a Twitter chat of a great conversation by Eric Davis, Chief Operations Officer at Wilson County Schools in North Carolina, who hosts a great weekly Twitter chat called Engage Chat. And this past week, the topic was on interviewing. And I enjoyed the great questions and comments and feedback from Eric and the other educators who joined in. And often with aspiring principals, I'm asked how to best prepare for upcoming interviews Or sometimes with colleagues, I'll talk about how to interview for positions that they may be looking at. And sometimes I coach potential teachers as candidates and ways that they can prepare for interviews too. In fact, if you want to look back at a couple of posts, I'll link to two in my show notes. One is a post I've written called 10 Tips for Interviewing for Education Openings. And the second is 30 Questions for Principal Interviews. But instead of walking through both of those previous posts today, I just want to talk about four essentials that I think you need to keep in mind today for always taking advantage of every opportunity that may be an opportunity for advancement. Let me just start with number one. Number one, do excellent work at your current position every day so that you are consistently demonstrating the kind of work that you would provide for any potential opening. You know, many people don't realize that their best interviews are happening right now. If you want to demonstrate your ability to take on new responsibilities, for instance, or to lead others in new settings, then really the best place to start is right where you are. Let me give you some examples. Some of the best assistant principals that I've ever worked with were ones whom I first saw in action in other settings, in teaching or in coaching or in counseling. And their ability to take command of a classroom or a setting or to lead others in difficult situations showed me the qualities that they would need for that school leadership role. So don't wait for an interview to show your capacity for leadership. You show your capacity right now. Are you being faithful and consistent to the responsibilities and mission where you are currently planted? If so, then you're already giving the best interview that you can for any future opening. So number one, do excellent work right now as a way to demonstrate that you can provide leadership in any setting. Number two, embrace every situation or conversation as a potential job interview. Let me be clear. I'm not suggesting that you behave with pretension. Uh, We're not acting when we're serving. You've got to be authentic for others to trust you. But I also think that people miss out on potential opportunities by not being mindful that every situation gives you an opportunity to demonstrate your leadership. You know, I can remember when I was working on my master's in education, many of my professors would invite current superintendents or principals to address our graduate classes. And our classes usually met in the evenings, sometimes on the weekends, 
and I could have easily changed into something more comfortable for those long evening classes. But instead, I made it a point to dress professionally for my graduate classes, to step into those evening settings, to sit near the front, to ask questions, and to try to meet any visiting admins who presented. And one of them, Dr. Mary Jane Bias, became my first superintendent in my first assistant principal role. You know, whether you are asked to make a few comments at a chamber lunch or say a few words to a parent organization or present at a board meeting or volunteer at a school fundraiser, you show up to those events ready to serve with passion and commitment and demonstrate leadership. And when you do, you're giving people the service that they deserve, but you're also demonstrating the kind of commitment that you would give if someone was considering you for a future opening. So number two, embrace every situation as a potential job interview. Number three, demonstrate loyalty and respect for those whom you serve. You know, when I hear others talk about their schools or organizations, I listen closely for the kind of loyalty and support that they show their current supervisors or their current colleagues. Especially when I'm hiring for excellence, I want people on my team who are loyal and committed to the mission and vision of the people whom they're serving right now. And if someone is not respectful of their team that they're presently serving, then they will likely be complainers if they join mine. You know, obviously, you've got to be candid and honest with your opinions and philosophies of education. And no team thrives with only yes men or women on their team. So sometimes you do have to voice times you disagree with those whom you're serving. But at the same time, you never want to burn bridges by painting others negatively. And you can disagree with a position or a program without making someone's, without making your disagreements with someone else personal. I know that none of us ever communicates perfectly, and so I don't want to give you the impression that you never uh, can can survive from from poor communication. But I, I do want to encourage you to choose your words and your actions wisely. I once had a principal friend tell me, "Will I like to pretend my most private conversations at work are actually being aired live on TV?" <laughs> and when he said that, I thought, you know, that would help all of us to give our conversations thought and pause if we viewed them with that kind of scrutiny. So number three, demonstrate loyalty and respect for those whom you serve. And number four, build a digital platform of your best work. Now, I know I'm, I'm a broken record if you've listened to me talk before about messaging, but when I was an assistant principal, I decided I wanted to eventually move into a, the role of a high school principal. And I did not wait for that opening to interview for that position. I began building a digital resume long before that position even opened. I began blogging about the experiences and lessons I was learning as an assistant principal. I began building a digital resume. Eventually that turned into podcasting in my first book. And sharing that story became a helpful way for others to be able to learn and reflect on my own practices. And I believe the same works for anyone. Sharing your story helps others learn from your practice. Your stories provide others with context and illustrations of your experience and your thoughts. So think about this. What ways are you building a digital resume? Whether that's through social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, take time to catalog the successes and the failures and lessons of your teachers and students and team members. And as you're building a digital platform, although it can be seen as self-serving, it doesn't have to be seen as self-centered. Make your goal 
to share ideas and lessons and successes with the goal of growing and helping others to grow. And when you do, then others can come to know you and your work long before they meet you face to face. And by the way, I've had a number of listeners and readers respond to my recent shout outs in the last two episodes. And so I'm going to repeat it one more time here. If you would like some specific feedback on how to build stronger digital platforms, then please reach out to me because I'm developing some content that I'm planning to share with those who are reaching out to me. And so if you want to email me at will at williamdparker.com and in the email subject write, count me in, and then include some contact information, I'll follow up with you later. But I would love to give you some more feedback on how to build a strong digital platform. So let's wrap this up. Last week when I was sharing the story of Reverend Lewis with my children, my son Jack said, wow, Dad, you were so lucky to get a chance to meet a man like that. And I thought, you know, that was lucky. But there are extraordinary people whose stories shape and influence the lives of others all around us. I know that there are billions of people on the planet, including my myself, whose names will never be mentioned a hundred years from now. But at the end of the day, most of us, although we may not be known in history books, although we may never be known for moments that have national or worldwide implications, we have the opportunity to influence the people and places right where we're planted. And for those who are looking for opportunities to grow or advance in your work or your career, then you never have a greater opportunity to demonstrate your potential for advancement than by the way you're serving those around you right now, today. So let me just encourage you. Will you be faithful to show up with commitment and passion to your setting today? Will you demonstrate loyalty and respect to those whom you're currently serving? Will you share lessons and stories with others along the way so that they can grow with you through your experience? Because when you do, you are demonstrating the qualities of leadership that others want on their teams. As you plant yourself with that kind of commitment, then you never know what kind of harvest will be coming later on in the lives of those whom you're serving. So now it's your turn. What is one step today that you can take to serve those around you with passion and purpose? How can you make sure that your words and your comments are the kind that are helping others, and if they were recorded, you would want shared publicly? And how can you begin sharing lessons from your experience with others so that they can benefit from that experience and so that you can build your own digital footprint? that's it for this week. I just wanted to share those thoughts with you on four essential ways that you can be advancing in your own opportunities. And I want to encourage you to check out other posts that I've made at my website at williamdparker.com. My book's Principle Matters and Messaging Matters you can find there. Until next time, thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you for serving schools because what you do matters. 